And when COVID broke last year, people were calling it a health crisis. By August, I knew it was a fraud vaccine crisis. And now is the time to take on the fraud within CDC, NIH. They're going to do the cabal, as I call it, where they actually use human beings as guinea pigs for vaccinations. Okay, so this morning we're with, with Susanna Newell, and Susanna is also one of those who has been injured by the uh, vaccine shots. Susanna, tell us about your life before you decided to get the vaccine. Um, I am a 49-year-old, very active uh, woman. I would normally do an, the MS-150 bike ride with my husband every single summer. So that's uh, 75 miles followed by 75 miles over two days. I also did one triathlon a it's summer. Impressive. Yeah, it used to be. <laughs> I used to be impressive. Uh, things have changed for me uh, dramatically. I am a VP of corporate social responsibility at a bank. I've been in banking uh, in the corporate world for about 25 years. Um, I was valedictorian of my high school, so my brain was functioning really, really well, and that has uh, changed a bit since I got the vaccine. When did you get the vaccine? My uh, second shot is when my problems began, and that my second shot was April 13th. And then two days later on April 15th, I ended up with a lump on my, my left side, uh, like a lymph node basically. And I thought, okay, my body's trying to clear this thing. I'll just wait a couple weeks, you know, put some hot packs on it, um, give it some time. Over the two weeks that followed, I ended up uh, like very ill as far as feeling fatigued. I was lying on the couch. My family's like, what's wrong with you? I'm usually very active. It's, you know, summertime in Minnesota, which is very short. So trying to enjoy the majority of summer and I'm, I'm down and out basically not knowing what's wrong. I'm trying to push through a bit. I'm still going to my Zumba classes thinking I'm not going to let myself deteriorate on the couch. I'm going to just keep pushing through as a like an endurance athlete. I was um, going to say that's typical of an athlete. Just push through the pain. Yeah, just push through. You know, this will this will come around. I'll bounce back. It'll be fine. Um, it wasn't fine. So on April 27th, I ended up at the doctor's office saying, "Hey, I've cut this lymph node. It's getting bigger. It's not getting smaller." This Where was it? Was it was ear. it below just below your ear? Was it was it down here, or farther in your neck? Yeah, no, it's like right here, right behind my ear, basically. So, you know, I was concerned. I was telling friends something's wrong with me. I don't know if I have cancer, like lymphoma or something, but right. I do not feel well. Something is absolutely wrong. Which which shaft did you choose to get, the Pfizer or the Moderna? I got the Pfizer. Okay, and and you you got it early, and and tell us why you get you got it in the early rollout. Yeah, uh, so I was trying to help my sister actually be her arms and legs. She um, got very sick with the flu years ago, and so she needs assistance. So I wanted to make sure I wasn't uh, passing anything on to her as her primary care uh, assistant, basically, from time to time. And so 
I thought I'm going to get this right away and get on with my life and, you know, do what the government's telling me to do. I want to do my part as a citizen and get out there and get this vaccine and help stop the whole pandemic. So I was all for it for multiple reasons. Um, I, yeah. So when you, when you went to the doctors, okay, and, and I mean, did you admit yourself to the hospital at any time? Did you go to the ER or did you just go to your primary care? I went to my primary care the end of April and then a whole series of tests started. I went back like May 21st and they were doing more tests like Lyme's disease, mono, like a bunch of uh, tests and they were all coming back. Well, almost everything came back fine. I did have like an inflammation marker that was borderline positive, uh, which made sense to me because my joints were in total pain. I was exhausted beyond what I've ever felt, or I felt like I had just run the marathon or had just done the MS-150 like the day before. I felt like my body went from being a 49-year-old woman to being like a 90-year-old woman overnight. Did, but, were, you tested, were you tested for rheumatoid arthritis? I was, I did not show up positive for rheumatoid arthritis. So what did your doctors conclude? They didn't really have any uh, major conclusions. Um, they were running a bunch of tests. Again, things started getting worse. And then uh, I ended up in the ER, I couldn't breathe. Like my chest was uh, like constricting. I had pain, especially on the right side. I got both my shots in my right arm. So I had more pain on my right side, although my lymph node was on the left side and that confused them. They thought that was weird. They're like, oh, lymph node, like that's strange that it's on your left side when you got your vaccine on the right side. I'm like, well, I don't know. That's what's happening. Um, I ended up in the ER. They told me, oh, we don't have um, rheumatology here. You should go to a different hospital. I'm like, well, how do we know this is rheumatology? My heart's hurting. Like, I can't walk. I, at this point, I can barely walk. Basically. And what? At what state? Give us. Was it the end of May, beginning of June? When? when yeah. Did, like when did the, the walking kick in? Like five weeks after my second shot, basically. Yeah. So you were not diagnosed. Did they give you? Did they give you any medicine at all, or was it just the testing? We don't know. And did they connect it to the vaccine at all? The testing, we don't know. And most of my testing was coming back fine. Um, so yeah, it was testing, we don't know. I was given the option to stay in the hospital at the ER, but they to get then uh, echocardiogram the next day for my shortness of breath and in inability to move really without being like winded. And my leg is in extreme pain at this point. Um, my husband and I opted not to stay. I, it didn't seem like they were going to be able to help us. So I'd rather not be in the hospital. I haven't spent much time in a hospital. I barely know my primary care or I barely knew mm -hmm. my primary care physician prior to all this happening. Um, so we went home, but then two days later it got worse. I woke up, I was dizzy. I couldn't see straight. And my, when I called my primary care, they said, go back to the emergency room. At that point, um, my husband's like, we're going to the Mayo Clinic. This is insane. Whatever's happen happening to you, Suzanne, is crazy. Like, no more doctors here in the Twin Cities. We live in the Twin Cities. So Rochester, the Mayo, is not very far away. And I'm like, all right, you know, you win. This is weird. I don't know what's going on. This is scary. 
I said, bring the will. I, I'm not sure I'm going to make it. Like, this is odd. Let's bring the will with us because this something's happening. I felt like my whole body was actually shutting down. Like, my heart, like, my my limbs, everything seemed to be, like, shutting down on me. Did they, but did anybody connect it to the vaccine shot? Did anybody ask you? Did you tell them? Did you, were you thinking? I told them. I told my story over and over. Like, hey, I got my vaccine on the 13th. On the 15th, I had the lymph node. On the 27th, I went to the doctor. A month later, I'm still having, I'm having worse symptoms at this point. So I'm mentioning all of this to all of the doctors that I'm going to. And they keep pointing me to rheumatology, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, are you sure this is like an autoimmune disease? Because I'm having other symptoms to me that felt neurological. Um, what about headaches? Uh, I did have headaches, but I felt like they were the least of my worry. Again, pushing through pain, I felt like, and I had tinnitus, but I had had tinnitus, but it was louder. But again, least of my worries. I can't walk at this point. Like that was the part for me going from somebody who likes to bike to literally not being able to walk was in crazy and scary, basically. Did your insurance cover the cost? I mean, did you try alternative medicine? Did you go to an acupuncture? I went to acupuncture. My insurance, I'm lucky. You know, I have insurance. My insurance covered, has been covering the costs. I've gotten a few denials from insurance. I think a denial for the echocardiogram, which I still haven't had yet. Um, I hit my Did they give wow. you a reason? Uh, they didn't. And actually, I haven't pushed yet because I have so many issues going on. It's like I need to prioritize the issue. And for me, the not being able to walk is the one that's most when you say When you say you can't walk, is it your legs are heavy? You can't stand up. You're going to fall back. Your balance is out. Because it's we've like spoken a, to a people. Tingling, a tingling sensation or, and a burning sensation in my legs. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, and that, ha it doesn't happen all the time. Again, if you look at me, I, I look normal. And some days I feel like I can walk better than other days. If I do any amount of small exercise, I'm talking like silver sneakers exercise. When I used to be somebody who was, biking and doing triathlons, any amount. And then I'm sending myself back like two weeks and I'm on the couch again. I've got the walker over here because I just did Aqua Zumba like two weeks ago and Aqua Zumba did me in. And I can't quite figure out how much exercise I could do without fading away. I'm, I feel like I'm fading away. Like my whole body is just deteriorating. But if I do any amount, I'm just out of luck. Like, what? What about sleeping? Do you, do you, can you sleep through the night? No, I've had insomnia, which has been horrible as well. Yeah, I usually will fall asleep and then wake up, and no matter how much sleep I get, I'm still just extremely fatigued. What about? I mean, do you wake up because you're in pain? You roll over on the wrong side of the bed, and and then it's yeah. just. Do you get cramps in your legs? I, I do. It's more, yeah, like a burning, cramping sensation that makes me like have to stop. Basically, I've used scooters at Target and things, things that I never thought I would have had to use before. Like, and I, I resist using them again, like being somebody who likes to push through pain. It's like, forget it. I'll just push through it. And my daughter, my 13 year old daughter is like, 
take it, mom, you need it. And I know I do, but I don't want to need it. Like I want to get better, but it doesn't seem to be happening. So what's the impact of all of this on your family? Have, have, have your children and, and your husband gotten the shots? You know what? My husband did get Moderna earlier than me since he works in the school systems and he was okay. Um, my kids, unfortunately, I got them their first shots and then this started happening to me. So they got their first Pfizer. That was the one that was okay for children. And then once it started happening to me, I had them not get their second shots. I'm, I mean, this happening to me as a 49 year old woman is one thing, but if it were to happen to them as a 13 year old and a 15 year old to disable them for potentially life, I hope not. I hope I'm not disabled for life, but I, I don't know. I think it's scary and odd when the World Health Organization is saying, don't give this to children, but the CDC is saying, give it to children. It's just mixed messages. It doesn't make any sense. And for me, I'm not going to subject my kids to whatever it is that I landed here when they're my same genetic makeup or half of it, at least. So the world, just to be clear, the World Health Organization did come out and say, don't give it to children. And then they, they took that statement off of their website at one point. But okay. at the same time, there's been, there is a lot of uh, evidence that there have been children that have been injured by these shots. There's no, right. there's no, I mean, no, nobody can ignore that. How do you feel about the fact that you had to find other people who had been injured as well? And you know that there is a gaslighting of the vaccine injured by the U.S. government, by a lot of people who are pro-vaccine. I mean, not that you guys are anti-vax. Obviously, you're pro-vax because you chose to get the vax, whether it was a clinical trial or the rollouts. But how do you feel about the fact that you're not really recognized by the U.S. government and the it medical community? Livid. I mean, the Mayo Clinic, too. There was so much gaslighting there. I thought maybe I was like, wow, is they're telling me everything's fine. Is it just me? Am I not pushing hard enough through the pain? Like, could it be that I'm making this up myself? Because <laughs> they're saying everything. At one moment, they're thinking I'm having a stroke because my arms falling down and my legs falling down and my, my pupil, actually, this right pupil, <laughs> this sounds crazy. And that's why like, you know, let's, let's call these people crazy because crazy things are actually happening. So let's just call these people crazy and shut them up and put them in the corner. But I can tell you, I'm not crazy. And these things are happening, but my right pupil will just like dilate, like expand, like expand and then contract and it on its own randomly, especially when I'm in pain. Um, you know, my, my whole family's seen it go walk wacko basically. And it's odd when I go to a neurology appointment, they're like, oh, that's fine. You know, that that's as long as it doesn't stay dilated, you're okay. I'm like, but so I'm not okay. Tell us about the the <clears throat> tell us about the trips and the meetings with a neurologist. What did what did they what kind of tests did they run? <clears throat> what did they conclude, if anything? Yeah, and I feel like that part's the most interesting. I feel like there it seems like there's a memo across all of the medical world that we're allowed to have an autoimmune reaction, which can happen from, from a vaccine, but this neurological reaction is like supposed to be hush-hush and anyone who comes in with any neurological symptoms are supposed to be shut up basically. So 
my first like neurology appointment was in at the Mayo or in the ER at the Mayo Clinic. And but there was first maybe a young resident who came in who was just trying to point me towards neurology. But then the head of neurology came in because she wanted to see my case. And she did a very thorough exam. Again, this is where I'm like holding my arms up. And then they're saying, close your eyes and my arms dropping. And they're like, no, hold your arm up. I'm like, I didn't realize it was dropping. My eyes were closed, you know, and then same with my leg. And I see this and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like tearing up thinking, holy crap, what's going on? Am I having a stroke? Like, thank God my husband brought the will. Like, this is insane. Thank God I'm at the Mayo because the Mayo is going to solve all my problems, which is a joke, actually, and kind of frightening to me that the Mayo isn't more concerned about people like us. What did, what did that neurologist, the head of neurology, say to you? Um, not a lot. Then she was, she was very interested in my eyeball and how, you know, she's like, Oh, do you usually have one pupil bigger than the other? I'm like, I oh, know. And I was excited. I was like, you found something, you found something. This is right. odd. Like, no, I don't normally have that. And then she had me look at something over on the wall and she's like, what color is this? Is it different in each eye? And I'm like, not really. So she's like, we're going to do an MRI because she was suspecting stroke. Since my MRI came back fine, I'm in the emergency room, right? I got an MRI, I got a CT with contrast of my head, of my chest. All these things were coming back fine. So as a result, it was just um, a lack of muscle strength is what they were saying. And I never saw that neurologist again. I got checked into the hospital. I'm in the hospital now. And you know, I'm seeing, um, they're barely talking to me, basically. I'm like in this hospital bed. I'm like, I'm at the Mayo. Wouldn't you think I would be interesting to them? <laughs> so they could figure out what happened, why this happened to me specifically. They don't seem interested at all, as a matter so, of fact. But if, you, if you get admitted to the hospital, you have to have a presiding doctor. So so what what is that doctor saying to you? I feel like they were saying they were focused on the lymph node and saying, yeah, we'll look at the lymph node and and we'll get you in with rheumatology. So we'll get you in with ear, nose and throat and we'll get you in with rheumatology. But at this point, I, I can't even walk. So I'm like holding on to my husband. Then I'm in a wheelchair and I literally can't walk down the hall without like a big podium to hang on to. So what happened to the lymph node? The lymph nodes stayed inflamed. What's very interesting, though, is uh, it, when I had an MRI and an ultrasound from it, they said that it was either infection, inflammation, or cancer. So at this point, like, you know, to be honest with you, I almost wish I had cancer or I wish I had long COVID or something, something that they would diagnose that they could treat me with instead of treating me like, you know, I'm making things up or that I'm a crazy person or there's really nothing wrong with me. It what has, happened to the lymph node? What it subsided. It went away. Um, like after on, how after, long? After like how? Uh, probably three months after it was first there. Did they give you any medicine for that? Um, nothing. No, I never had any antibiotics. No, no medicine. Okay, so some 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 of you that I have interviewed have have told me that they that some of the doctors had said to them that they suffered from anxiety. Did anybody ever mention that to you? Oh yeah, they said that on my way out of the hospital. I actually, as I was getting discharged at the Mayo, I said to them, 
hey, you're telling me everything is fine with my body, that there is nothing wrong with me, even though I can't walk down the hall. Do you think I need a psych consult? Like maybe you should give me a psych consult. Their response to me was, no, no, we believe you. Nowhere would we put in your records that you need a psych consult. They, then they gave me uh, a paper that said, um, this is what happens with chronic pain and anxiety. And I'm like, is this going to be chronic? Are you telling me this is going to last for a while? They're like, oh, it's already been, you know, two months. So we don't know how long it'll, it's going to last. But there is so much gaslighting happening for people who are having issues. Us, We're being told that we're crazy. Like I know another woman here in Minnesota that I've connected with on Facebook and she was trying to get help from a rheumatologist here. She asked for a referral to the Mayo Clinic. They got her a referral. She's thinking rheumatology referral. The Mayo calls her up and says, we're, we're calling you to schedule your psych consult. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not asking, I wasn't asking for a psych consult. And then, you know, she told them the whole story and they're like, oh, that must've been a mistake. Um, yeah, we'll get you set up with rheumatology. It's just odd that they're throwing out like psych consults to those of us who haven't had issues. It's, sure, it's crazy. So <clears throat> did you report any of this to VAERS? I did. Yeah, I filed the VAERS report the end of May, heard back from them in June. I've tried to recontact them to update my VAERS report in August, and I haven't heard back from them. Um, I probably need to get on the phone and wait on hold. So what about your job? I'm on disability leave right now, which I have to, I would love to say for the record, I have never taken time off from work due to an injury or illness like this before. So to go on, even use the word disability, I don't like it. I'd rather, I'm a push through kind of person. Uh, the only time I've been off work is really for the birth of my two children. So after 25 years in corporate America, I'm needing to take a break because my I can't handle the pain and work through the pain um, all day. So because of your position, corporate responsibility, how do you feel about an industry and a, a medicine science not being gaslighted? I mean, where, where does this all fall down in, in terms of how you look at corporate responsibility? It's extremely concerning. I, I, you call Pfizer. Pfizer doesn't want to take any accountability for it with what's, I mean, they're saying this was, at least for me, it was before it was FDA approved. So uh, then the fact that it's not part of the vaccine injury compensation program for the government doesn't make sense. So again, if you're gonna stand in line and do your duty for the country, which is what we're all being told, and then you get injured to be cast aside and not supported, I'm lucky I have reserves, but not everybody in our group, financial reserves, I mean, to pay for my own out-of-pocket maximums, which I hit a long time ago, and to pay for alternative medicines for juices from my neighbor. I'm paying my neighbor to make me juices. I am doing like acupuncture. I've seen a naturalist. All these things have cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. And again, I, maybe I would be less frustrated if 
the government and the medical world wasn't being told to pretend like we don't exist and call us crazy. Like both of those things are happening and it's wrong. It's so cruel. when you hear the possibility uh, of boosters, what's your reaction to that? Well, well for me, mandatory shots for kids. So if your children only have one shot, they're not considered fully vaccinated right now. If they're That's mandatory true. for children, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about boosters? Would you take a booster? Uh, no, I absolutely would not take a booster at this point. What about point. your children? I, no, I will not. I will not get them their second shot until the, there is more realization and admission that people like me exist. Again, why isn't the Mayo Clinic studying people like me? I'm sitting right there. I said, take whatever blood you need. You need to do a spinal tap to try and figure, like save my fluid and study it later. I would love that. Mm -hmm. I know that this is happening to others. It's insane that you're pretending that it's not. I mean, I literally feel like a memo went out. If you see somebody who's uh, vax injured, Pretend like it's not the vaccine. Like, just look at them like they're a little bit crazy. Okay, so you you and I both know that there are tests going on, neurological tests going on by the government, okay, for long haulers and vaccine injured, and it hasn't been acknowledged publicly. How does that make you feel knowing that you exist, doctors don't know how to treat you, the government, the NIH, is doing studies on this, and yet they ha the FDA has not come out publicly and acknowledged it. I, I think that's insane. I have no idea why. I mean, I do have an idea why they're not acknowledging it. They don't want to scare people. I was quiet for a while, to be honest with you. After all this stuff happened to me, I didn't want to scare people from not getting the vaccine. I didn't want to be called an anti-vaxxer. I'm still not an anti-vaxxer. I think that I got unlucky. But we have to have the information out there. It's insane that we're holding this stuff back. I think it just makes it worse for anyone who has any doubt. The fact that we exist and we're being called crazy people who really must have had some underlying something that has nothing to do with the vaccine. It's wrong. It's wrong by pharma. It's wrong by the government. It's wrong by the medical community. It's, I, I can't even believe that we're treating our victims, people who literally stood up and said, yep, I'm gonna do my part for the country. And we're treating them like cast aside crazy people lying on the fields to die, like, or lying on the fields to end up with a, I mean, I'm like almost bed or sofa bound mm -hmm. in a way that I never was before. It's wrong. So today, today, President Biden is supposed to announce we don't know exactly what he's going to be announcing um, to, to encourage people and maybe mandate um, people who are unvaccinated to get vaccinated. And I guess I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to respond to his push to get people vaccinated. Do you think it's irresponsible of him to be pushing without acknowledging the fact that some of these vaccines injure people? Yeah, I think what the responsible thing to do would be to acknowledge the injured. So if you want to mandate something, at least after or even before it's mandated, when you're encouraging the whole country to get this thing, if something happens to somebody, 
you support them. It's like being a veteran, right? Like if something happens to you in the line of duty, when you're doing your civic duty and getting your shot, then you really need, I mean, you really need to support those people when something happens to them. So I think it's crazy that they're not. In closing, do you have anything, anything else that you want to mention? I really just want people to hear us and believe us and see us. I want the medical world to accept that we're real. I want the pharmaceutical to own what is happening to some of us and the government to also support those people financially for what they're doing. And I am so grateful for you for stepping up and talking to us. Um, to try and get our messages out there because we're being censored and shut down all over the place as misinformation. I wish this was misinformation because I want my life back. Suzanne, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. sharing. And stay and stay with us on this because, I mean, the reason why we're doing this is, is to acknowledge you, but also to get all of you some help. And people need to take responsibility. Absolutely. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you.